And we are live. Good morning. I always want to say when I say good morning because we do a night show, I always want to say good morning, Vietnam, like I'm Robin Williams. <laughs> uh, but good morning. Welcome to the show. My name is Blake Rafino. Alongside me is my co-host, Joe DeLeon. Good evening, sir. How are we doing? Uh, I'm doing wonderful. Uh, I'm excited because we've got more media days coming up. We've also, like, we've got something we, we're not going to announce it today. But we're going to announce it next week. We've got some really exciting stuff that we're going to be announcing that we're going to be doing during Pac-12 and Big Ten media days. Oh, yeah. I was like, man, what? No, <laughs> I, I, no, no, no. I, Even I forgot. I was like, oh, I got a surprise, you know? Well, we're, we're uh, waiting for the official information on how everyone can be a part of what we're doing. But that's coming soon. I'll just say it's a part of my initials. Oh, it's a good, good teaser. Good, good teaser. Good teaser. How do you like that? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. But today, we do got a big show in store for you. Tennessee, they got popped. Now, Elks 70 in the comments oh, says Tennessee got off easy. I don't – well, I, I'm going to – so listen, we're going to talk about this Tennessee thing. If, in case you missed it, Jeremy Pruitt and Tennessee got popped uh, yesterday in reference to – the McDonald's bags worth of cash, okay? Some violations, some recruiting violations. Darnell Washington is actually very involved in this. I'm not sure if you read that report, Joe. The tight end from Georgia getting massive amounts of money before he committed to Georgia. I do wonder if Georgia is about to get thrown into this thing. doesn't look like it or appear to it, um, but we got a lot of things to talk about about Tennessee but Jeremy Pruitt gets a, a, a six-year show cause. I, I guess when you read, if you don't read the fine print, you would think that he's out of college football for six years. That's actually not the case. No. Uh, but we will talk about that. One thing that I do think was kind of fair was, like, look, Tennessee already self-imposed 16 scholarship reductions. They only have to reduce for the next three years, which – they're not going to get to that 85 scholarship limit anyway. So that part, I do agree with Elks. Like, hey, it doesn't really matter anyway because you're not going to have those four scholars uh, to work with anyway. Right. The The scholarship stuff is very non-consequential. Also, this is a, a deep conversation to have. But at the same time on the surface level, the punishments aren't really that big of a deal because they have already been self-imposing their own punishment so any infliction has already been done on themselves and again we're gonna we're gonna dive into this i don't want to to start scratching the surface too much but uh, the scholarship thing like it almost doesn't even matter because it's it's only like a couple a year it's like how much of a of an impact is this really going to have on them none we will obviously see i, I mean i don't think that it, it will but Look, $8 million fine is an $8 million fine. Right. 3% of football's revenue is 3% of football's revenue. Okay, like, let's not act like that's a small chunk of change. Uh, Chris H. says, McDonald's bags of cash. I thought we were talking about Clemson. My bad. No, Clemson funnels money through a church. Yes. I will say I do admit that, and I tweeted this yesterday, $8 million is a drop in the bucket. Like, let's just be – it's nothing. Considering it, it, Pruitt's buyout was thirteen million dollars, well, well, they didn't pay it. So they didn't pay it. They didn't pay it. Right. But for them to only have to turn around and pay eight, I, I mean, that's a good deal. That's a great yeah, it's deal. A, it's a great deal. Also, look, we have been making fun of them. A lot of people in college sports have been making fun of these people. But the CW is getting some ACC games, and I know a lot of people are making jokes about it. The problem is they got Live Golf in Saudi Arabia backing them, which I think is a little bit interesting. Mm. How much money, if the Saudis are paying that much for Live Golf, how much is CW paying for the ACC? I'm curious on what the money is, because from what I saw, there hasn't really been much of a, a talk about it. But they have not disclosed it. The ACC commissioner came out and said yes. that he will disclose it at a, at a different time and date once everything is finalized, but they have, they have agreed in principle. 
bro, I, I'm just telling you the CW, like we can make fun of them all we want to, but mm. it's, it's hilarious. Headlines hilarious, but I don't think it's, it's actually a good thing that there is another outlet that is broadcasting football games, which we'll, we'll talk well, about. And you know what it tells me too? Mm. If they're going to do the CW is going to do this. It keeps Clemson and Florida State. It kind of keeps them from kind of shutting up a little bit. Right. It's it's extra exposure. And then the big thing here is that you get an extra location to broadcast the crappy games. And so then you don't have to worry about maybe slotting in some other teams on the primetime game. So that that's to your point is we get you know more broadcasting money in. We're getting more money in that's not being um, – or more attention in that's not on exclusive channels like the ACC network, and people can actually tune in and watch these games. This might be my – this is – I kind of tweeted this too, but this is a great comment. Elk70 says, I love it. I love being able to watch Syracuse <laughs> in Miami on the CW then immediately turning around and watching Dawson's Creek or 7th Heaven. Dawson's Creek is a little bit above your before your time. I think so is Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I was, I, I have watched The Flash, and All American is, uh, is a show that's on the yeah, on the All American. Um, who's the guy with the uh, Green Arrow? Green Arrow. Uh, I but see, I only watch those on Netflix. I never knew what channel it came right. on. I just knew that it was on there. Um. I don't even know what channel the CW is. Like, if you told me to go to my TV right now and click on the CW, I, I have no idea. Like, I literally have zero idea. Yeah, where I don't, I don't, I don't even know if I, if it's a. So I use YouTube TV, and the packages are much more exclusive. I don't even know if I have it. I might not even have it, and I might not even be able to watch any of these games. So you have an exclusive package. You want to talk dirty this early in the morning, Joe? Uh, that was on you, man. That was all okay, on you for, uh, for taking that. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take that. All right. Also, we I do want to <clears throat> – we didn't put this in the notes. I did put this on Twitter. I do want to kind of talk a little bit about SEC Media Days before we get rolling on Monday. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of preface on maybe some things that we're looking for, right? Like, okay. hey, I might be looking out for this or this coach saying this. You know, what's going to ha- – I kind of want to talk about what might happen with Kirby – and this yeah. um so we'll, we'll mention that a little bit too and then uh at the end here we are going to be talking about greg sankey getting an extension which i kind of think we can tie all of that into it yeah I, I mean look there's not a premium you can put on his contract right now I, he deserves the money that he's getting i i have no problem with greg sankey getting an extension none right i don't think anyone should i don't i don't, don't think there's anyone on this planet that watches college football that is upset that he was extended. No, and why would they? Why right. would they? All right. Let's get rolling. Let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Everybody do us a favor. If you're on Facebook, hit the like and share. Joe, we had a 4,000-viewed show last week. 4K views. Which one Which one was that? Was it the one with uh, – uh, The Pat Fitzgerald one? The Pat Fitzgerald one? Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah, everybody kind of wanted to know what was going on. So – all of you on Facebook, all 4,000 of you Rudy Poos, you're not Rudy Poos anymore. You need to go ahead and hit the like and share. Share to all those social media groups. Share to all those social media pages. Facebook, I'm not spam. I'm right here. I, I mean, I might be ugly, but don't, <laughs> don't block me. If you listen to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, and notification bell. Joe, we are constantly growing on our YouTube channel. Up to 1,200 yes. subscribers. You got to love it, man. We're ripping through since we hit that 1,000 number. I really think that there is potential for us to get to 2,000 before the start of the season. Well, don't be a Rudy Boo. If you're listening to this, hit that like and share. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And also, if you're watching this on Fubo TV, I'm sorry I'm not better looking. And Joe looks like Jeffrey Dahmer. So we're sorry that you have to look at us. I said wait, I really? love you too. I ripped on myself. Wait, you can't uh, get mad at that. You can't really random. Someone commented on the video, and I never, no one ever gave me this comparison before. And I looked at it, and I was like, I can kind of see it. So someone said that I look like a young Bo Schembechler. That I, 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 I did see that. I saw that. I was like, I kind of see it. I'm mean, like, I'm, see it. I mean, yeah. he's not an attractive looking individual, so it's not like it's a positive comment. But like, he's got a square ass head, and so do I. So, I, my favorite was when the guy said, "You look like the Rhode Island meth version of Superman with the glasses." <laughs> what? Who commented that? <laughs> uh, well, it was on Facebook. He said, "Joe looks like the Rhode Island version of Superman." 
He um, looks. He said. He said that you look like you could be in Ro- Rhode Island Smallville episode of Super. A lot of CW references going on. I know, but you know what? You know what? Here's the truth. We both have good-looking women. You have a girlfriend. I have a wife. So suck yeah. it, people who call us <laughs> ugly. You know that's what I gotta say. All right. So I about get friends over bet online. Let's talk about this Tennessee stuff. I'm gonna read it off in the beginning so everybody kind of knows it's gonna be a little long. That's what she said. Mm. But let's talk about Tennessee. I'm sorry, man. I can't help it. I'm on fire today. I'm on fire. All right. Don't go anywhere. We're back next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline. AG. But Texas isn't. Did you see that Quinn Ewers is a Zen master? Yes, I saw the yeah, I caught with the, with the Zen pack. As somebody who's been a dipper since high school while playing baseball, uh-huh. that ain't Zen. You think he's dipping? I, know. I don't know, dude. I, I feel listen like. To listen to me. Play, but 20-year-old experience do you have of dipping? None, but I have a lot of experience with I with can tell by Zen. the diameter of the can. What? It, I can Did tell. You measure, have you, uh, do you know the difference in the size? I know the Zen circumference to, of a dip can, yes. It but is compared to Zin, though, is it, is it, is that, is it that it's different? It's a bigger can. It's a, it'd, be a, it'd be a thicker, bigger can. See, this is a small one. He's got the perfect dip ring. I just feel like most 20-somethings do the Zen. I feel like there's so few people in my age group that that don't do Zen as opposed to I, – I don't really see any – when I played in college, I had a lot of teammates who dipped, but I feel like none, no one really does dip anymore. I think it's everyone 30 and up who does dip. Yeah, I probably need to get on the Zen, but I tried it once and didn't – I, 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 it's not I, great. I've done it a couple times. I've not yeah, had any not, good experiences yeah, with it. Yeah, it's not good. All right. So you have trivia. I didn't think you would be yes. prepared, but I have a trivia uh-huh. too. So I'll let you go first. Let's let's hear your college football trivia. Okay, I have two. The okay. first one: What stadium's renovations are the most expensive ever at four hundred and fifty million dollars? Texas. Give you one more guess. Okay. Can I ask for a lifeline? Who are you going to ask the lifeline to? Uh, it, is it in the South? It is in the South. $400 million. $450 million. $450 million. <sighs> you were close. You know, I'll give you a hint. You were really close. A&M? Yeah, it's Texas A&M. Really? Yeah. My next okay. question. All My right. next question, what game, or actually, sorry, let me rephrase, what game in 2013, what two opponents hold the all-time attendance record for a college football game with 115,000 fans in attendance? Oh, 2013. That feels like a, uh, a game that wasn't played in the States. Was it played... Somewhere else? No, it's no, no, no. Well, because there's not many. I couldn't imagine well, you, anyone. You don't remember last would... year when Northwestern and Nebraska had a hundred? This... Did they really? Those stadiums are that big? They had a hundred and seven thousand people in there last year. Uh, no, it's it's a uh, it is okay. in the United States. Alabama, Auburn. That's wrong. No, it, it is, is Notre Dame, Michigan, in 2013. Oh, cool. Where'd they play? 
Uh, it was at Michigan Stadium. Notre Dame Stadium is not not big enough to Michigan hold holds one hundred fifteen thousand people. It it's the biggest. Well, it's one of those instances where they probably packed overcrowded. Way more than could fit. Yeah, but yeah. They, it's the biggest stadium in college football. Yeah, I did know that. I I did know that it was the biggest uh, college football stadium, but I didn't know it held that many people. All right, I got one yeah. for you. Ready? All right, this should be kind of easy. Um, what two Hall of Fame coaches? coach football and basketball at the same school at the same time in the late 80s and basketball. are they notable names very notable names college football hall of fame coaches that coached basketball in the late 80s what 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 conference can you give me the conferences acc they're both acc they were oh. both ACC coaches at one school that are in the Hall of Fame. Both ACC. So one's in football, one's in basketball, and they both have multiple national titles. I'll give you a hint. Okay. A football coach never won a national title at this school, but he went to his alma mater, and then where he won a Heisman and won Steve Spurrier. And Who's the basketball coach? It, it, uh, Mike Krzyzewski? Krzyzewski, Coach K. He, he coached football at, at Duke? Before he was the head coach at Florida, was uh -huh. the head football coach at Duke. Mike Krzyzewski was the head co football coach at Duke. No. Wait, I'm misunderstanding the trivia, I think. There's only one – there's only – one school that had Hall of Fame coaches in their respected sports on the campus at the same time. Oh, I thought you were saying that there was a head coach that coached both basketball oh, no, my and bad. football. No, my I completely bad. misunderstood it, but I still got it right. Still got it right. All right, let's talk a little bit of Tennessee yeah. and these violations. So, Joe, I'm going to read this. I'm going to try to paraphrase it as best as I can. Former Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt had a six-year show cause. We'll come back to that. But Tennessee lost 28 scholarships over five years. They've already self-imposed 16. They only have 12 left over the next three years, which they can do four uh, scholarship reductions per year. Multiple assistants got show causes. I'm not going to go down all of those. One got a five-year show cause. One got a 10-year show cause. If I'm not mistaken, the one that got a 10-year show cause was Brian Niedemeyer who was and it found guilty of going to and picking up Darnell Washington with $175,000 worth of cash in a duffel bag and picked him up in a plane. He got a 10-year show calls per this report. Tennessee will lose 36 official visits throughout the recruiting process. The Vols uh, will have to select 10 regular season games during which they cannot host official visits, including Four SEC games. I do think that that is the biggest of all the recruit of everything going on. I think that that is the most significant when you can't host coast recruits of the next couple of years. Like, how can you, bro? They can't host recruits there in Tennessee, Alabama, potentially. Wow. That I think that 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 is a that is a very big deal. So half of their SEC games, which also means Joe, all of their home games. That basically what they're saying is all of their home games, they can have official visitors at their home games. Now, that's nuts. Mm. Now, Pruitt, it, it, I'll get to this one last. So they have an $8 million fine, 3% that they had to pay back through their uh, what they gained in football. They have some wins that they have to um, – vacate but here's the thing jeremy pruitt who was the big name in all this got a six-year show calls he'll be suspended for the entire first year if he is hired anywhere else so meaning next week jeremy pruitt could be hired by the university of alabama and be suspended for a year and they could be the next the dc the following year because he served his one-year suspension. So even though he's got a six-year show cause, if he's hired anywhere, mm. he can still be a DC somewhere. So it's not really a six-year show cause. It's really a one-year show cause if he gets hired somewhere. This is in right. – I, 
I'm reading this off of the violation sheet. So let me repeat that again. Jeremy Pruitt was given a six-year show cause window. That's the key word, window. He will be suspended for the entire first year at a new job if and when he is hired. An example, if Pruitt was hired in Alabama as a defensive coordinator, but was immediately uh, – but or just hired anywhere, he would be suspended for a whole first year. So, meaning they would have to hire him today, okay, and he can't be on campus until the one-year suspension is done with. Mm-hmm. I mean – Are you saying that he was let off easy? Is that what you're trying to get at here? I think that that's pretty much getting off easy. Look – Joe, it seems like you're going to disagree with me. It seems like a lot of people in the chat are disagreeing with me. I think all this is bullshit. I think this is all ridiculous. They got in trouble for something that we know before NIL was legalized that was happening at every single SEC institution. Now, don't single out the SEC now. Don't single out the SEC. Sorry, now, across the country. Yes, but the SEC is one of the few conferences where it's happening at every single big program. We There is enough evidence that it goes back very, very far in the history of the SEC that players have been paid, and sometimes some schools get caught with it. Tennessee was the latest one to get popped. NIL is legalized, and they're still receiving punishment for something that now happens on a daily basis in front of our faces. Why was there any punishment? Give them the fine and move on. I don't understand why there needs to be anything further than this. This isn't like the Hugh Freeze, Rick Pitino situation where there's hookers involved or anything inappropriate like that. Right. They were paying kids, giving them money for down payments on cars, giving parents money for medical procedures. It, they're just giving them thousands of dollars. That's literally happening right now in front of our faces. I th- That's what doesn't make any sense to me why there was even any punishment. And I know people are going to sit here and disagree with me because there's a history, a long-standing history of serious punishments being handed down for anything re- related to recruiting happening. But for what we now have and the changes, it there should be nothing. Give them the fine and move on. I'm going to disagree with you. NIL and boosters and people paying for NIL money or collectives is completely different than a coach getting on a plane and going to see Darnell Washington and giving him a hundred thousand K plus to come to their school. That's money underneath the table. That's completely different. But that was before we could hand them money out. You brought NIL into the conversation, which I'm saying is, even with NIL being legalized, it doesn't matter. What they did was still an offense. Placing $10,000 per McDonald's bag is still illegal through the NCAA. It's st- you still cannot do that. But if there was NIL at the time, they wouldn't but have had, had to even do that. You're not paying him for his name, image, and likeness. I, but let's be f- – frank with ourselves here the name image and likeness payments are just a you know a a wrapping paper on top of what it actually is is just paying the kid to come to the university we're pretending here i think that people are misunderstanding what nil collectives are doing let me give you an example Mm -hmm. do you think that boosters and schools aren't trying to cover their ass let me tell you what's actually happening And these NIL collectives, very quickly, because I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. Yes. They are making sure that you're on campus for more than three months before you start getting paid. Okay? So it's not as if it's basically because kids are having to wait, let's call it what it is, almost a whole football year to get paid. Okay? Coaches are still having to go out there and pay these kids so that they can get them on campus in recruiting. That's right. what they're really – Joe, they're – if you think – if you think that Nick Saban is not out there with his assistants right now handing out cash, you are dumb. Now, I'm but not that's, saying you. But that's, my, but that's my point, though, is that 
the illegal actions happen all over the SEC, and it's it's almost as if the NCAA is handing down a half-assed punishment, but still a, a this is still a punishment. This is significantly impacting recruiting. They're doing it because they they don't want to have to acknowledge that it's happening elsewhere. They know damn well that it's happening elsewhere. They're just singling out Tennessee because Jeremy Pruitt was a dumbass and did it way too in front of uh, everybody's face that it got they got caught. They got popped for it. They are obligated now to punish him. What's interesting is if Darnell Washington was getting paid and got paid that much from Tennessee, how much did he get paid from Georgia? That's an even bigger question. And and right now, I and they're they're never gonna dive into that. They're never going to reveal any of that because that is such it a negative. Tells you why Darnell Washington stayed for as long as he did, because he did he wasn't money hungry. He right. didn't have to be. Right. I always find it interesting though, Blake. The teams that get in trouble for this are always the teams that are doing bad. So Jeremy Pruitt was fired after not really producing at Tennessee. And then also on top of all this, well, they use this as an fairness, excuse. To, yeah. In fairness. Now he was doing it in front of an NCAA. Uh, 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 what do you call that? Um, somebody who works for the NCAA was there because Tennessee ba- basketball was playing like Kentucky. Yeah. And they were just going there to be an official for it. Like to, you know, show representation. The dude walks into McDonald's. He walks in with a buddy of his and sees Pruitt doing it. That's so really stupid. I didn't know that part. Well, That's pretty stupid. Small school. But- my man's out in the public putting in envelopes in the McDonald's bags now. Like, like I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Like Alabama's never been popped for it. Actually, they, they always pop schools when they're when they're down bad, and then they get they're very <laughs> obviously doing it, and they get caught. But like theoretically, if Nick Saban this happened, I don't think Nick Saban would ever get in trouble for this, and I don't think Kirby would ever get in trouble for this because you can't have your best institutions be the ones getting in trouble because then it is a negative reflection of just college football as a whole, and then to then have to vacate wins potentially, like it it, it would cause too much of a commotion and would would make everything look terrible it very rarely happens with these with these successful programs i'm gonna kick this this is a great question we kick this to you first who's more to blame tennessee or pruitt because i do think that this is a very interesting conversation i I do think it's a very interesting conversation and junkyard dog was the one who Mm -hmm. sent the comment thanks junkyard um I, i think it's an interesting conversation why is tennessee more punished than pruitt uh, I mean, that's always a great question. And that's why I sit here and I, I yell and say that this is bullshit. I think that Pruitt is the most to blame, especially for what you just brought up that I didn't know that aspect where he, he idiotically blatantly did it in front of an official the way that he did. It's kind of like the Alabama coach who got in trouble trying to bet at the sports book who just could not have made it any more obvious. Well, well that, that was a little different. He texted through like a, the WhatsApp yeah. And then the guy that he texted that Luke Holman was not going to be pitching literally went to the Cincinnati Sportsbook and said, I have inside info. Here's $100,000. But people are not that, smart, Joe. They're yeah. not smart. So I think it's Pruitt's fault for getting caught. It's not his fault for him doing it. I'm not going to sit here and say it's his fault for doing it because, again, a lot of the successful programs in the SEC are doing it but are not getting caught. I don't blame Tennessee at all. And that's why I don't think it's fair to sit here and get upset and say that they should have received the bowl ban because it's not fair to multiple years after the fact fact to then punish another group of kids, a new coaching staff for something that they didn't do. This isn't like the Jerry Sandusky situation where that is, you kind of have to hand down something as significant as that. But the fact that NIL is now legal and the fact that you'd be punishing a random group of kids, uh, it's fair that there is no bull ban here. All right. Here's been my um, my take always. I do think both needs to be punished because a school cannot go scot-free when something like this happens, right? Yeah. However... 
they do see receive. Let's call it what it is. Now, some of the uh, the assistant coaches that actually did it, the ones that the minions that were actually doing all this, they got popped more than anybody. Like Niedermeyer got popped. I mean, a lot of the assistant coaches, it really is damaging to them. They're the ones that got the significant part of this. The the problem that I have, the only problem that I have is this is on the surface, it looks good. This is classic NCAA. The, on the surface, Jeremy Pruitt's um, punishment looks significant. But the fine print doesn't fit the crime. No. Meaning, Joe, if he's hired by Alabama today, he, can, he, can be, he will be suspended for one year and then can start coaching again. While over the last, you know, during a five-year span – Tennessee not only is having to pay a fine, but Josh Heupel is 28 scholarships reduced than what he should be. So basically, basically, this is hitting Tennessee more in a longer period of time than it is actually hitting the person that committed the crime, right? I don't think that that's fair. I I don't think that it's fair that Jeremy Pruitt can be hired by Alabama today and be suspended for a year while Tennessee continues with a new administration. Philip Formal's not there anymore. They, uh, they got a new AD. They got a new head coach. They got new assistants. They got new players. By the way, one of the guys that you're hitting the violation on them with never even stood, stood campus on there. So the thing is, you paid the kid for what? It's not a re- so the recruiting violation comes in if he comes and plays for you. He never stood foot on campus at Tennessee and played for you. He played against you. He played against them this year when they yeah. could have beaten them and won a national title or went, gone on to win a national title. Who knows what would have happened if they would have beat Georgia? My only point is, is it feels like Pruitt got off a little bit soft, <clears throat> Saban. And Tennessee seems to get the brunt of this, even if it is a little light, like the $8 million, let's call it what it is. Everybody here knows it's the truth. That's That ain't nothing to Tennessee. No, no. The scholarships do come a part of something when you need depth to win in the SEC. And I just feel personally that Tennessee, as an institution, which, by the way, Joe, look at – Tennessee was good this year, right, in football. Look how great it is for that state to be good in football and what they give her. Joe, they had so much pimped-up frustration about losing to one of their biggest rivals in Alabama. They ripped a goalpost out of the ground and Mm. walked it miles down to a river and threw it in a river. They were so happy. When Lane Kiffin came back, they were throwing go- – what I don't condone this. This is stupid, but it shows the passion. They were throwing golf balls at, at Lane Kiffin. Why do they have to get hit more than Jeremy Pruitt? That's my. That would be my only argument in all of this. I also add to your conversation here that Tennessee's getting hit with this the worst, worse than Jeremy Pruitt is. Like, that's the other thing, too, is that, like, if we're going to punish somebody, it should be Jeremy Pruitt. But on top of all of it, Tennessee has been self-imposing, self-reporting. They have been cooperating with this as much as they they could have done. I forget exactly what their self-imposed inflictions are. Well, here's their self-imposed inflictions if you want them. Do you want them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, $8 million fine, 28 scholarships, 3% of next year's football revenue. That's what they put on themselves before the the punishment was announced. Oh, no, they put on 16 um, 16 scholarships is pretty much all they did. Yeah, they reduced scholarships. They they reduced uh, visits that players could take. So recruiting visits, they they did that too. I would argue if they cooperated this quickly and this aggressively, there should not have been any recruiting or scholarship. I agree. Like that, that's the part that bugs me the most is then like, I'm not going to keep circling it back to this, but again, the fact that NIL is now a legal thing and that's part of what they're getting knocked for is just the general process of paying a player, which is now publicly accepted. 
That to me is BS. But on top of that, you go out of your way to be cooperative. You go out of your way to be um, respectful of the process. You don't decide to just sit back and say like, all right, give us your best. They imposed their own punishment that is comparative to what the NCAA would have dropped on them had they had waited. And the fact that they are then still punished aggressively and hurt in the most important aspect of college football, which is recruiting, is nonsense. It is, again, the continued proof. How many times on this show do we need more and more proof that the NCAA does not know how to operate effectively and handle its own affairs? They are never going to get anything right. And I know that we can sit here and scream about the um, removal of the NCAA. It's probably never going to happen. But this is just continued added proof that they don't know how to handle any of these situations. Put it on Pruitt, not on the University of Tennessee. It makes no sense to me. I agreed with everything you said until you said the NIL thing. I think we're lock, step, and key on that. I just don't think – I think it's I think it's apples and oranges because coaches are paying, not boosters. But what has happened here – so do you – last thing I would say, and I'm being rhetorical with these questions – you believe that there should be guidelines and restrictions on NIL. Where I tend to agree with you on some of it, okay, the only thing I would say is is that that's not what they're – they're not hitting them. Joe, they did actually, believe it or not, they did not get hit for paying the players. That's not what the infractions are. The infractions are their actions on how they paid players. Joe, 72 players are in, under investigation in all this. 72. So when I look at it, like, Joe, the dudes out there in the public, like you're talking about a, a lack of institutional control at some, some points, which, by the way, we probably should have put this in here, and I'll just mention this very quickly. Maybe we – let's do that because I do want to talk about this for like two minutes. But, like, you look at Northwestern right now, they just fired their head baseball coach. Yeah. That, that is what you look at and say, okay, that university needs to be popped more than anything. I do agree, and we're lockstep and key in reference to the, the punishment and then not, you know, they did it wrong. Let me ask you, though, did you see that Northwestern's – Baseball yes. fire for, for toxic culture. Yes. Buddy, I'm just going to tell you, Northwestern's in serious shit. Like, yes. They yes. are in serious shit. Man, listen, there have been a lot of things that have gone on at multiple schools. This is really, really, really bad at Northwestern. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I – it's kind of stunning because this is casually slipped underneath the door of like, hey, by the way, we it fired her. Slipped underneath the door because look, they did it perfectly. Joe Tennessee was getting all every all everybody's reporting about what's going on in Tennessee. As soon, go look this up now. As soon as the Jeremy Pruitt verdict came out, Northwestern fired their baseball coach. Yeah, they had to have known. They they, they had to have known, and knew. They, they knew that it. That is actually, by the way, just to kind of like wrap this or, or just add into this, that's really just such crap that a school like Tennessee is being admonished and people are speaking negatively on them when they did everything right after the fact. But then you have a, a, a university like Northwestern, which is supposed to be the pinnacle of academics in this country, that they are clearly hiding clearly clearly hiding some very messed up toxic situations in multiple sports programs that to me is it there needs to be a really deep-rooted investigation by the ncaa well there needs to be legitimate punishment for the football and the baseball scandals that are both happening here because that to me is problematic tennessee cooperates so a lot of schools cooperate in these instances Northwestern very, very blatantly is trying to hide the fact that they have issues. Clip this. Clip what you just said and clip this part, too. Think about this. 
the biggest news really over the last 24 hours has been Tennessee. Which, correct? Like it's been the biggest yeah. thing going on in college college sports. Meanwhile, we as a uh, fans of college athletics are more upset about players being paid in recruiting than we are another coach at Northwestern being fired for toxic culture. It's, oh, they cheated. Oh, look what Tennessee's doing. Meanwhile, you have another dude at Northwestern for baseball and Pat Fitzgerald hazing dudes. We're and more upset as a country, Joe, of, play, of people being paid. And let's call it what it is. Most of these players do not come from rich families. They no. come from very impoverished, very underfunded areas. And we're more mad that these players got paid and recruits got paid than we are an old, fat, wrinkly-ass white dude out here trying to say, hazing dudes, Pat Fitzgerald, you long Titty nippled, having ass, ho! All right, now don't clip, clip, clip me out. Clip that part I'll, out. I'll take that part out. Cool. All right. But the the worst part, Blake, is that the apologists for the people talking about Northwestern is disturbing. It, like that to is, me is the. There shouldn't be any yeah. any apologizing for that. There are two sides to an argument for Tennessee, and we can sit here and have a conversation about it. There is one right side on Northwestern, and it's. BS that some people are apologizing for them. Listen to this. Because he's out here sticking out for Pat Fitzgerald, you can clip this too. I will give $25,000 to the charity of Darren Rovell's choice if he puts on pads and goes one-on-one -on -one with me in a three-point stance. He's not mano e mano. He's not going to do that. He's not going to. no way. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, we do have a couple of comments in here I do want to yeah. get to. Elk says, Blake, don't forget about the mustard. That's true. Cody says, the only reason people are talking bad about Tennessee is because they are just a bunch of big mouth a-holes when they win one big game or series. Now, I will admit, their fan base, although their fan base is really rough. It's but, a lot of shit. But you have to be able to – as a human being, you have to be able to separate the two and say, look, man, their fan base is just like every other SEC fan base. I talk shit. You talk shit. Everybody talks shit. You're a Notre Dame fan, Joe. If, if Notre Dame this year beat Ohio State, you would be out there talking shit. Yeah, but okay, but here's the problem though, Blake. We're recognized as one of the worst fan bases in all of college football. So well, like I, I I'm not I'm not gonna pretend well you there is one football. thing Notre Dame wins the national championship in every year. Fencing. No. Toxic fans. Pretension. Like when y'all beat Tennessee in baseball, I was like, my oh, Jesus. Dude, we beat Texas in baseball and I shit talked the cherry stripe guys and they were so upset because it's like you don't know anything about this baseball team you're like I, damn right i don't know anything about this baseball team but am Dude, i gonna say something you bet i well that's so funny because notre dame beat texas lsu then turns around in the in the top of the ninth inning and beats texas gavin dugas you you stud okay i ripped them alive my damn self justifiably yeah, Josh can be a Rudy Pooh, and you know it, Josh, if you're watching. I love you. All right, you want to talk about the CW? Yeah, let's let's hit this quick. All right, let's talk about our good friends over at BetOnline. Let's reset ACC, CW. Joe, I think that this is more significant than people are giving it credit for. We talk about it. Yeah. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50. That's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0 
to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. The CW is moving as fast as the Flash on getting some of these sporting events on their television station. I made jokes about it. I saw you make jokes about it. You last week you talked about, you know, the Pac-12 being on gas TV, gasstationtv.com, whatever. We are talking a lot about the CW and making fun of them getting ACC games. Mm-hmm. The problem is they also have Live Golf that's paying them a crap load of money to televise Live Golf events. Joe, watch out because I'm just going to tell you, they got to start somewhere. And what's crazy is, is a television station like the CW can come into, let's call it what it is, a Power 5 institution and start airing games, that's nothing to, to, to just sneeze at. I think that the CW, and with the Saudi money, might be coming for some jugulars. So, first of all, let's get it out of the way. Yes, it's hilarious that they're in the CW. It, it is it, hilarious. It's, it's, we, we joked about it the whole offseason, and it's like, oh my God, you guys are on the channel that broadcasted The Flash and Green Arrow and all these stupid terrible tv dramas but, but abc does the same thing though yeah. like ABC, right. like let's i mean come right. on now right so move past the jokes um i i do think that from somebody who works in media and works in broadcasting and has worked at other large media companies and been around a lot of people in this industry i i think that this is as you're talking about significant for both parties one it's significant for the acc because what other conferences have multiple broadcasting, you know, this many broadcasting partners? You know, I know that there are conferences like the Big Ten that are going to be on NBC and CBS and all that, but they now have an extra added channel that their games are viewed on. They are not limited to their big matchups being on ESPN, the other games being put on the ACC network, which most, most people do not subscribe to. There right. is now extra exposure. And a free, easy, or not free, but easy to access channel like the CW is going to help them get more eyes. They're going to probably have a couple of games that they picked, handpicked, where their the matchups are going to feature ranked teams unexpectedly. You know, maybe Syracuse goes on a run and they end up playing uh, Miami, and maybe Miami's having a really good, surprisingly good year, and that's a ranked-on-ranked matchup. They might have lucked out in getting some good games this upcoming season. All the games also might suck. I think the flip side of this, though, as you're talking about, the CW eventually could very well be a legitimate player in all of this. How much is the Saudis paying for Live Golf to be televised on it, Joe? Right. They are in a position to eventually go and get other conference games. If they were this easily able to go through Raycom and grab these games for the upcoming season, I wouldn't be shocked the upcoming year that they don't end up with some Big 12 games. Or I also think, and I have no sourcing on this, I'm just speculating, I also think we should look out for the possibility that the Pac-12 doesn't end up signing some type Bingo. of deal with them. Bingo. What if, what if the CW goes and takes over the Pac-12? One, that would be big for the CW because they'd have exclusive rights to an entire conference. I think this is a precursor to something. That's, that's how I see it. I think this is a precursor. I agree. I agree. Test the waters, see the performance. It is getting more and more expensive to produce these TV shows. We're in the middle of a writer strike. And they said, you know what? F it. We're going to go get the easiest thing to produce, which is a sporting event. We don't need to write anything. It writes itself. Now we had on Stephen Bishop, who is with Hollywood Swings, right? Hollywood Swing, Hollywood Bats, uh, Hollywood Hollywood Swinging. I think Hollywood Swinging. I should know That's this. It. I should know this. Yeah, is Hollywood Swinging. Well, they've only done one episode, but yeah. Hollywood Swinging. He played David Justice in Moneyball, and he talked about the writer strike. Joe, they still got to fill their TV space with these ads that they have promised, right? 
What is the one place that you know that you will get eyeballs? Here's something that's crazy. Could you could you imagine, like you mentioned, like think about Boston College hosting Clemson at a on a, at eleven a.m. on a Saturday morning, and because Boston College sucks so bad, Clemson and Boston College are on the CW. Well. The problem with what people are not thinking about is, is what if you have Florida State and Miami that same weekend? What if it's at the same time as Clemson and Boston College? ESPN's going to take Miami and Florida State. Yeah. My, my whole point in all this is they got money that they're playing with now, and they got money that they're going to – if you don't think the Saudis are giving the CW millions and millions of dollars for this live golf thing and selling the advertisements and whatever, you're crazy. I'm going to say this, though. <clears throat> I'm scared about the Saudis in live golf and all this with CW because if they're start if they're going to start buying out chunks of college football, what else are they going to do when they start making money? I don't want to go too far down the, the I, route. I, I, I know. Look, I'll, 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 I know what you're saying, but here's just my only thought on this. I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole because this is, in a way, it's kind of a conspiracy theory. But it's just, not a conspiracy. But, Joe, live. Wait, wait, no, I'm not saying. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not. I'm not calling you out. All I'm saying is that we don't know. But Josh Pate actually talked about this on his show, and he talked about it in reference in an uh, article on. By the, the way, Pate, hold, by the way, hold on, hold on. Tate State. <laughs> hey, you say us go back back and forth on yes, Twitter? Yes, I did. I did All right. that. Hey, 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 Josh, how that tortoise have his mouth open? Relax, relax. Uh, my point is, we had to talk. I had to talk about that because, dude. I mean, that was funny. Anyway. Anyway, but he, anyway, anyway. he brought up a really kind of funny but also interesting possibility where there is going to be an avenue for eventually, you know, the Saudi Arabian-backed investment fund to eventually dive into college football. No, he's not wrong. So that he broke it down really well, and it, it, it made a lot of sense where he was talking about how realistically it's going to be hard for them to buy into an NFL team. But they can buy into – and also do whatever the hell they want without a cap, a salary cap if they fund NIL for a random college Bingo. program. And this could be a way to do it. But I, I actually – one of the funniest parts about this, and I had this thought, and I almost tweeted about it, and I'm, I'm bringing this to, to life now. I am kind of rooting for, like, Missouri to get just, like, the most ridiculous NIL budget and go on and win a national championship be- – like, I don't know why, but the absurdity of it is just hilarious to me. The thought that some random school, like, I hope it's not like a blue blood. I hope it is like Indiana is funded with ridiculous amounts of money and they go on and, and on some crazy it run be because they money. It would be such a flex by the Saudi back group to do something like that. Could that's why imagine- I wanted it to happen that way. Instead of imagine- it being Georgia, that's not fun. Well, could you imagine if they did it for Syracuse in a big market like New York? Syracuse is not in a big market. I'm sorry, I have to. As well, a no, but they're in the state. But they're in the state. Look, here's one thing that we got to know about college football. If you're in a big state, do you think that it? If Bro, I think Rutgers would be a better a better example. Okay, Rutgers, Rutgers would be better. Okay, example. Could, could you imagine if Rutgers started going off? It would be hilarious because they're a joke. It, it kind of wouldn't. <laughs> it kind of wouldn't because yeah. anyway, I did not know that Pate State talked about that. Go listen let to that me, episode. I'll me, send it to I'll, you. Okay, but but hearing what you just said, this is what I this is what I heard. Knowing Josh, Josh was trying to break news without breaking it, meaning that he knew he knew that this CW deal was coming. Now I know the last time we had corresponded with one another, he went to mount down to Miami. What did he find out in Miami? Did Miami tell him that hey man, we're about to have some games on the CW? You know, and so. If he if he said that, which I I'd have to go back and listen to it, I, I I did not hear it. It is interesting, but I think it's it's funny that the CW is getting these games. Be honest with you, 
I, I just think it's funny, but at the same time, it, it does make me nervous. All right. Pac-12 well, will be on OnlyFans before we know it. All right. So you say I'm bad, but listen, <laughs> listen, as long as you don't have your wife, do you, do you know who Adam 22 is? Cause yeah, I, know, yeah, I know. The, I did the not know who he was before yesterday. I had no idea who he was before yesterday. Couldn't be me. I, That's all I'm going to say. Uh, somebody would be hurt. I, it would not be me either. All right. Let's talk. So Joe, SEC media day starts on Monday. Um, yep. But before we get to that, speaking of the SEC, you talked about how Georgia, the Georgia-Notre Dame game was one of the worst games you'd seen in reference to when Georgia came to play at uh, Notre Dame. Expound. Yeah. Uh, that game, I'm trying to remember. I think I want to say I was a senior Rams, in high school. First start. That game was such a big year for Notre Dame. And that was probably one of the best games that I've seen them play. Like for anyone who, and it's hilarious to me, those that, and I was one of these people until I kind of let the frustration wear off to say that Brian Kelly couldn't prepare any team to, to battle it out with an SEC opponent. He, he really could. And now that he's at LSU, we see why right. he's succeeding. But that game, man, they should have won that goddamn game. They should have won that, yeah, that damn Bush, game. That last Bush. play, Wimbush sucked. I, Wimbush was one of the most frustrating players to watch because he was a good athlete, but just was not a good quarterback. And I wonder if that was like Deshaun Kaiser or somebody else, if they would have won, would have won that football. Ian Book. Uh, yeah. Ian Book would have uh, won that game. Ian Book would have won that game. You I'll know concede, that, and I'll I know that. that. I'll, I'll concede that. Yeah, Brandon Wimbush did not feel pressure very well at all in that final play where he fumbled. Had to have been. I was so. What? That was the pissed. worst pass pro, though, from that left tackle that I've ever seen. He didn't get a hand on uh, 17. I, I, I wonder if that was. I wonder if that was. 68. Uh, was that Liam Eikenberg? That might have been Liam Eikenberg. That, well, but that was. I was not dating that, that pass pro. Yeah, he's not a very good football player. <laughs> All right. So we have SC Media Days this week. We start kicking off. Uh, there are a couple storylines that I want to go into here. I think Joe Milton is one. I think mm -hmm. James Daniels is another. I think Nick Saban's quarterback room is another. That's three quarterbacks. I think that uh, Greg Sankey's extension, which we'll talk about um, here as we close it out, is another. And I think that the biggest thing for me is two things. I want to see Lane Kiffin. I know he's going to say something viral. Actually, three things. Zach Arnett from Mississippi State, man, with Mike yeah. Lee. I do think that um, I have heard some so sources. I have heard some things that the SEC at Media Days is going to do for Mike Leach. Okay, I think I hear that they're like doing something special. Apparently, I don't. I it's nobody's confirmed that. I kind of want to. Man, I'm kind of rooting for Zach Arnett. You know, like I, I'm rooting for this team. I'll be obviously not against my team, but it. You know, but again, though, I, I'm rude because that's such a horrible situation. I think the biggest thing that we've had at SEC Media Days in quite some time, I feel like, Joe, we might, we might. It's not going to go this way because the SEC is going to protect Kirby Smart in Georgia. Remember when Urban Meyer got called out for the Zach Smith stuff at Big Ten Media Days? Yeah. Bro, are we the uh, AJC's not stupid. Kirby Smart's about to get a crap load of questions about all of this. I'm very intrigued to see how Kirby responds. I'm very intrigued. You know what I do? Let me tell you what I do. Mm -hmm. I would say the matter is being handled internally and continue right. to say that. Right. The the SID and the communications department are probably going to tell them, don't answer any of these questions and, and give a non-answer like you're talking about. I, I can't imagine that they're going to entertain any of this. And Kirby's actually very well composed in a lot of these conversations. Um, I, I really, I do think that there was probably going to be the AJC, whoever they send as a representative. They're probably, I would be shocked. That's actually talking about things to watch for. Do they send the guy who wrote the article? 
<laughs> no, I think that they're going to send Mike Griffith. So Mike Griffith's okay. a, a friend. Um, I think they're going to send Griff. I don't think that they're going to send uh, the other dude. I, I that would be amazing if they sent the other. Well, guys. here's Talk the thing. Here's drama. the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. And uh, look, I know Mike. Mike, look, Kirby. Kirby has been an asshole to Mike for no reason. Like Mike will ask football questions, and because he's a part of the AJC, he gets bummed. Like I'll be on the Joe. I'll let you listen in with me this year on the SEC teleconferences. Yeah, I'm on every teleconference. I listen to Brian Kelly or Ed Orgeron, and I listen to whoever they're playing that week. And I might pop in on Saban and Kirby just to, you know, I mean, just to listen. Every time Griffith asks a question, he's on his ass. Oh, my God. Like, oh, I can't imagine. No, I, I, let me give you an example. Last year we were on a teleconference, and Mike asked about Nolan Smith, the impact of him, his injury. He goes, well, what is it? And this is Kirby. Well, what is it to you? We'll replace him. And I'm like, God. <laughs> like, he uh, just answered a football question. I think that that's the biggest thing. I think another thing that I was thinking about while I, we were talking, uh, Bobby Petrino and Jimbo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do want some clarity on the play calling right. stuff. I think that that's a, that's a good one to pay attention to. Like, you know what one that you didn't bring up? So the Big 12 was just a, a you know, a pot stir of, of drama with, with Texas God, and Oklahoma. It was so good. It was so Every good. coach took a shot. Every executive took a shot. Every high-up individual took a shot. I, I, I really think that Sankey is going to take an opportunity to, to get back at them. I, I really think that he's going to be asked about it in, indirectly. And knowing Greg Sankey and just the way that he handles himself and conducts himself – is not going to put up with any of the crap from your mark. I, I would. I'm waiting. There's going to be one really good quote about Texas and Oklahoma in regards to the the opposite comments of how they were very rarely one of the top teams, and other teams were were beating them on a, on a frequent year to year basis. Well, he's I, not I, wrong. I, he's not. Your mark's not wrong. He's he's not. But I'm betting that that Sankey is going to come back with some witty retort in the sense that like. You know, like, oh, well, we we only go for the top big brands from your conference. You know, we're not we're not going to take anyone else. I'm right. willing to bet that happens. I, I am. I agree. I agree. Uh, it's going to be fun, man. Look, I don't know how if this is the same way for you, Joe, but for me, like, I around this time, buddy. I like, I'm still covering a lot of baseball stuff because the portal's a big deal. Dude, like I, I start really ramping up here in reference Same. to football. Uh, and I think the SEC media days are kind of the uh you know, like it for at least for me, and I'm biased and I get it, but it just kind of really starts kicking off. Cause Joe, in two weeks, kids start reporting. Okay, like I don't think people get that. Like at least Kids start reporting in two weeks. Joe, we'll yeah. be out of camp. Like, we might have to go later on in our shows because, you know, Brian Kelly used it because of the weather here. It rains every evening in the summer. We've been doing – he would been doing morning practices during camp. And I'm like, man, you know, like two weeks from now, we got camp starting. So, it's just so good. It's going to be so fun. I am in Almost there. We're almost there. I know. Well – What's crazy is, is that we have a month and a half, really. Like, look, man. Don't we got, say that. Shush. shush. It, that's not that long. That's no, no, not no, no. that long. Yeah, it's, it sounds too long to me. I'm going to stick with the two weeks until camp starts because that sounds a lot shorter in my eyes. In my, in my, okay. my uh, peanut brain. <laughs> Can a peanut actually fit in that small head? I got a big ass head, man. I bet my head's as big as yours and you're a lot bigger than I am. I used to have to wear like the extra large helmet. My head's big as shit. Oh yeah, I had a in in high school. I had to wear like a is, really big. Is your head helmet. is your head unproportionate to your body? Yeah, it's very disproportionate, especially because I lost a lot of weight. I used to be a lot bigger, but yeah, I got a big ass head, man. All right, one last question before I get out. We get out of here. Okay. You and your buddy Sean did a what would 
food would this school be segment? Yes. Yeah. What did you pick for LSU? Uh, Cajun seasoning. Okay. What, about Al- what would you pick for Alabama? I forget what we – dude, it was uh, – You know what uh, I'd pick? What? Roadkill. <laughs> you can't buy that at a grocery store. We. I, uh, I, have you ever been to Alabama? You, mm. I will not direct anyone to go listen to that because it is one of the worst, most unlistenable radio bits that I've ever done. It was funny because we sat there for 30 minutes and we just rattled off random food. The first thing that came to mind, but I egg do encourage for Indiana egg whites. I do encourage anyone to go check out the clip that I posted because it was really weird doing that segment. And then Tyleek Williams, the Ohio state defensive lineman joining in the middle of it to call me out for speaking. Apparently, even though I said he has first round potential, Apparently, I spoke too negatively of him in my breakdown of him. That was the most absurd thing ever. What's the kid's name again? Tyleek Williams. Very good football player. All right. Let me let me just say this, all right, because he can come at you, so I'm going to defend you a little bit. Uh-huh. To Mr. Williams of Ohio State, buddy, he's not wrong. So if you want to attack somebody, come attack me. As a former offensive lineman, he's 1,000% right. Your hand placement is ass. When you go on the outside and you're short-arming your outside jab, you do that in the NFL, you're going to get clapped. If you want to get technical, your footwork is too lazy. you got to get your pad level down. By the way, I made a phone call out to Ohio State, and sometimes you blow on assignments, and you know that you've had those conversations with your D-line coach. So if you want to attack somebody, you didn't think I was going to do this, Joe, but if you want to attack somebody, come on. There's also been some... uh... We didn't talk about off this the field talk. issues that he's been involved with. Go ahead. Well, well, that wasn't it. I mean, we didn't talk about this on on the um, the break. We were very actually optimistic when we did the breakdown on him, but there there are a lot of conditioning concerns with him why he didn't play as much. And that was oh because we he got about. caught missing practice and being out eating somewhere. Is that right? Oh wait, that Is was that actually what happened. Ooh, see, I was nice to him, and now now he's getting aired out. This is what I hate. I hate. Yeah, I hate. He when somebody like you calls a kid a first round pick potential. Right. We it was as glowing of a review as I think I've given on a lot of guys. And I, and I even tweeted you. clips about him. I tweeted a lot of clips about him. I'm like, I really like him. I think he's got a lot of potential, and to like be. Clearly didn't listen to the video. I also think that if you all search I'm your name and you is, go at people, it's it's not a good look. All it's I'm going to say is when you play that SEC team, when you play Michigan, and you get them cheeks clapped. All up and down the field, you better shut the fuck up. <laughs> I want to screw with that. See y'all Monday. Peace.